0: Time to take a deep breath, a little deeper, and settle in with your host, Jenna C. Starting right now on the Wellness Hour on Karma Radio. Good morning and happy Friday, everybody! I am so excited to start another. Another into the weekend day with you, right? So let's all just transition our thought processes from the end of the week to let's already be in the weekend because that's what that's what I need. I need a little R&R. I need some respite. I need I need at least more than 3 hours of sleep for the last week. I, my poor husband so I'm just gonna go right into it like I always do right so let's be human first let's connect on a human level because wow is it crazy being human right now uh, so there's so much going on in my world as I'm sure I'm sure you're experiencing as well right when when is there not something going on that's uh, crazy and inexplicable inexplicable going on in our world and so for me this has been uh, sleepless Nights and and it's all been by choice. I've just had so much. Number one, I'm I've been eating, and I'm not going to say full keto, but um, I did full keto for a while, which is a style of eating where you re- eat a really high fat diet, um, and. I eat very clean, high fats. um, So making sure that it's not just, um, what was that other diet, the Atkinson diet, where people gorged on kind of heavy proteins um, and high fats. So keto is more focused on making sure you're getting high fats um, and half of that in protein. But anyways, I digress, right? So um, this has uh, naturally put my body into a state of uh, not um ingesting as as many carbs right so the focus of keto is to to take in like minimal to no carbs and carbs are what give us that those spikes of energy where where we're high 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 and then we just kind of crash and we we zone out for a while and carbs help us sleep that that full sleep cycle at night And so when you change to eating high fat diet, uh, your sleep cycles are a bit interesting. And so when I was full ketosis and full ketosis, I was triggered by this where I was going to bed, like getting tired at nine and then like ready to go at like 4 a.m. And I'm not in that mode anymore, but um, I'm, I've introduced more carbs or sugars um, into my diet. But still, my body operates in this, like not needing sleep. And I know this is, you know, all my astrology friends would also say that, you know, a few weeks ago, all of our planets went from a retrograde phase, which means everything was slowed down and internalized. And we were basically making all those internal checklists of how we were going to move forward once all. All the planets went direct. And just, uh, I think two weeks ago now, maybe three, I'm not even sure anymore where we are in time-space, but um, basically everything's gone direct and energy's shifting forward and everything everything that was kind of percolating internally is now ready to be rocket-fueled into your external world. And so I know a lot of people right now are in those kind of fire moments, crisis moments, trigger moments, I would call it the root chakra uh, platform that we're all kind of reestablishing because we've been um, in this hibernation phase for quite some time. And so now everything has gone direct. And so everything, um, as a friend, I might, um, uh, a new friend, New amazing friend that has I know through all time, all space, all lifetimes we've probably been soul sisters, uh, Michelle Manders, and um, and so she just appeared in my life last Monday, and I'm so excited to talk about her, our connection, what's going on in her world, and what she's bringing to all of us glorious people who are intrigued and, and kind of riding the same the same wave. Um, but she she did a a quick little um analysis of my current Uh, We'll call it a manifestation cycle that I've been triggered into that is um, kind of exploded around me. And so if if we get to it, I'll play her little message um, so you can hear her. She I think she's in New Zealand uh, or Australia or somewhere over there. And so she is just like uh, she is um, in in a loving way. I feel like she should be um, teaching school school at Hogwarts Academy and uh she'd be somewhere in between like Professor Trelawney and um and the um the oh, it's professor sprout <laughs> so she's just got this amazing energy where she's she's definitely got the witchiness in her which i love and so vibe with um which to me is the divine goddess and uh, so she just left me a cool message and it resonates so much um so let's just jump right into that let's get right in so being human this morning oh my goodness let me tell you i finally my seven days of basically sleepless nights to produce and bring through every every multifaceted project I'm, I'm tapped into right now. I've been staying up so late to get these things done, like I'm sure so many of you do day in, day out, right? When you have things that are going on, either in your mental center or in your actual physical reality, right? It triggers us into these kind of uh, weird uh, wake sleep cycles. And so for this past seven days, I've been not seven five days I've been riding this wave of no sleep and my poor husband I've been actually sleeping on the couch because as soon as I'm done with the work around 3am or 4am it's like I've been going since 7am and so I don't I don't I haven't yet like numbed myself right? or gotten myself into just that complete release of actually going and thinking and doing and moving and, and expanding. And so what I've been doing is just laying on the couch and watching like Disney movies to completely numb my brain into a state of, of feeling uh, grounded and human again. And so uh, for the past three days, let's say I've watched uh Atlantis and Pocahontas and what was the other one? Oh, Kronk's new group which, hello. <laughs> so just so y'all know, that's my jam. Um, and so anyways, so being human, uh, this morning it all got to me. I've been functioning pretty well, but we can only function in that kind of a reality for so long before we crack. And so this morning, uh, alarms go off, and um, which is my son, my youngest son is my alarm going off, comes into the room, turns on the lights, and, um, and I just could not get up. And so uh my husband for the first time on monday let these kids walk down to the bus stop by themselves and they're in um they're 8 and 7 so they can do this but still it's a weird phenomena to have your kids do that by themselves and get themselves onto the school bus and so today i i followed his lead uh and basically hope. Um, and sorry. Uh, so I just got a text from my father who said, Michelle is in South Africa, not, uh, New Zealand. So thank you, Papa. I really appreciate that. Um, and so anyways, uh, these kids, I, this morning employed this uh, new tactic that my husband had, had put into motion on Monday and it was the weirdest sensation having them leave the house <laughs> knowing they would walk down the hill to the bus stop by themselves, but they did. I hadn't gotten a call from the School yet, saying any of them were missing. So that was my morning. I was so tired that I, I I disregarded all motherly instinct to take care of those those little those little chickies and get them off to school appropriately. And so here I am. So I actually. When they left the house, I slept as long as I could on that couch, which for me, and amazingly, was till 9 a.m. I was in and out of lucidity, but I needed it so bad. So it's all catching up. So I apologize for the streams of conscious and unconsciousness that are bound to come through today, for the the, uh, scrambled probably thought processes that you're going to get. And I can hear all of you mentally telepathically yelling at me that that's how it always comes through. So I'm with you. I get it. But today it might just be a little bit more crazy (laughs) as I take a drink of my coffee. Uh, So let's get right into it. So tapping into this human energy, I've had The most interesting, because uh, I'm going to call it one of my cycles, and this is how we've been talking for the past three episodes for sure, and then um, I know I've kind of given you the full-blown how we operate through our chakras through these different oscillating cycles going root to crown you know a self-learning self-actualizing internal kind of how do we clear ourselves clear the density to move forward and then once we clear that next level of our awareness then we get this manifestation flow cycle that goes from crown down to root and brings in some kind of um divinely aligned uh component of our life's journey you know that we're supposed to be experiencing at this time in this space you know what is it where are we september of 2018 and you know as soon as we clear ourselves on a specific level we have the high perspective and we're able to bring through this next level this next oscillation cycle, this next wave of energy into our, uh, into our different vortices centers, which are the chakras, which then vibrate with us at different levels. And if it vibrates with us on each level, then we're able to manifest it into this 3d reality, right? So if that doesn't make sense to you, or if you just kind of zoned out for a quick minute there, then go back and listen to maybe episode, I'm going to say 16 or 17, maybe it's somewhere around there. Um, and so the past three episodes, we've been talking about where you are on the mountain and how this affects you, how this affects your your perspective. And the mountain to me is really just the symbolic image of our own um, cycling through, walking up the mountain would be moving from root to crown and walking that learning journey. And then once you're at the top of the mountain, you have the highest perspective, you're clear, right? And then you're able to then walk down the mountain holding that clarity to where you get back down to your tribe, your 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 typical 3D existence, and you can bring what you gained or what you saw experienced at the top of the mountain back down with you into your reality and and create something new, something different. All right, mouthful. So here we go. So join me on a journey of crazy trigger and (laughs) manifestation flow energy that I, that I was expecting, but definitely not expecting if that makes any sense. So two weeks ago, um, right after my birthday, I, um, I have, I'm a part of a email group for, and I'm not going to go into too many details, um, but I'm a part of a, um, Whatever I'm on somebody's email, so you know, email contact list, and this person is a very well-known spiritual leader, um, and uh, and does really amazing work channeling. Um, and I was introduced to this person because of my own solo journey. Um, there was a time around 2013 where I was becoming very clear. This is when I started doing a lot of my deep work on myself. When I wrote the first book. And in that, um, I was getting uh, having experiences um, through through so many different ways. So, we when we, we tend to start opening ourselves to to uh, to these different multidimensional levels, and what that means to me is when you start to clear yourself through each of these different. levels, Levels, layers, and depths of your existence, which I call the chakras, when you start to clear out some of that density that kept you blocked in thinking, you know, the the voice in my head is just my own voice telling me to do X, Y, Z. It's nothing more, nothing less. You know, when you can get out of that pattern and start thinking, oh, the songs that are uh, playing on repeat in my head, that one verse over and over that's playing on repeat um, is, oh, why is that stuck in my head, right? If you just chalk that up to, oh, I must have heard it, or it's just it's just on repeat because I like that song. When you are in that density, um, and don't take it for a, uh, another level of awareness, then you're going to basically discredit how different energy is trying to get your attention. And this happens to us through every level and layer. So, um, in sacral chakra, this happens with, um, Basically, in our well, gosh, I'm not going to get into all this. You go listen to episode 16. This is gonna—it's old timeline, and we've already done that. So go listen how this energy triggers you and how it shows up in your life. Um, but uh, basically, this is what happens. And so when I was starting to open myself in 2013 to all of these different energetic connections and how energy wants to start speaking to you and then manifest through you, it'll happen in so many different ways. And one of the ways I. St- Started really getting um, triggered when I wasn't in a seated meditation behind closed eyes, receiving clairvoyant uh, messages, which is the clear sight, right? Seeing the images, the pictures in my head. Um, and then don't admit me yet. And then the voices, clear audience, right? With the voices inside the head. And uh, and then also, you know, clear sentience, the clear feeling vibes, the clear cognizance, the just clear knowings, those immediate uh, kind of snaps of awareness where you just know something and you know it's truth. Um, so this is kind of the different lo- layers that we get triggered. But at this time, I was um, also receiving through dream state and I was, um, and I I actually uh, I can receive a lot through dream but I actually choose not to because I do so much of my work I like my work to happen uh, to me, in this physical reality where I can work with it, <laughs> and so um, if I need to, if I'm not doing a good strong meditation practice, um, if I have kind of uh, zoned out for a while in receiving energy, or if I feel a little lost, I'll start asking guidance to come through in my dream space and giving me um, awareness through my dreams of what I'm either missing or need to pay more attention to, or need to, you know, receive more clarity on in my physical. Way waking cycles. Um, But to me, when I actually sleep, I like dead sleep and I don't want to work in my sleep (laughs) because I work so hard in my day. I don't want to work in my sleep as well. But at this moment in time, I needed to work in my sleep. It was 2013 again for the third time. And so in that space, um, I I was having lots of dreams that were very um, helpful in my process. It was validating, clarifying things I was uh, receiving through meditation and and through encounters just in my physical reality, and so one of these dreams came through, and um and it was it was um I can't even remember the details now, but they were telling me basically they were explaining to me the triple goddess, which is the maiden, the mother, and what we lovingly call the crone, but my partner Julie and I have redesigned into the wisdom keeper. So this is the three levels of the divine feminine, right? You have the maiden, and this is also like Hectate, the goddess Hectate, right? The three-faced goddess. So uh, the maiden, the mother, and then the wisdom keeper or the older wise, we'll call it grandmother, in native traditions, or the crone. (laughs) Sorry. And so it's just so... It tickles me every time it's called the crone um and so basically the this collective this and i don't know if i i i feel like it was um it wasn't just one singular being that came through it was almost like teachers coming through and telling me that i had um and was going No, they told me that I had attained the clarity and levels of awareness through the um, maiden life cycle, the mother life cycle, and the crone. And I was, oh, 2013. I don't know. It's 2018. I'm 35. So do the math. Papa, do the math. Send me a text. However old I was then um, in 2013. Um basically they're t- coming through in this stream and it was it was a dream so filled with uh, guidance on the the um, journeys the different journeys of being maiden mother and crone and um, and came through saying that their name was ooh I'm not going to say that out loud um that'll give too much direction to who I went and saw so they came through telling me that there was this collective of energy and this is who they were and said the name And, um, and so I woke up that morning and was so, um, it was just such a validation over the, the, um, the work that I was doing on a physical level. So we, um, the first, basically, um, the first level of, maiden is, and so don't take this as actual men and women. So we all have divine feminine. We all have divine masculine. The masculine is more of the mental journey. Um, and then the divine feminine is more of this emotional journey, right? And so to actually manifest our divinity into this physical reality and anchor it into this earth, um, we have to move from these mental states, the divine masculine, this, um, on the, on the opposite of that end, you're getting ego and, um, and lower self type personality traits, <laughs> um, uh, is the opposite of like the divine masculine energy, which is a completely open, clear vessel to source and in, in your authenticity, being able to pull that through and have complete clarity and left and right brain cycling to where you can, um, to me, left brain is always the horizontal plane that basically can, um, understand analyze and get things done in the physical where the vertical plane is more of the right brain which is the antenna to your uh the totality of your soul and who you are through all time all space your most authentic qualities your divine purpose if you want to label it that and so the right brain is that antenna that's always plugged into that when you have a completely harmonized left and right brain to me that is the divine masculine that is the beauty of being um in connection to who you're supposed to be and being able to get that done. And achieve that in a very physical way, in an analytical, structured timeline, because we are operating in a timeline um, way. And so that's divine masculine, and then divine feminine is then taking that construct, and now we're bringing it more fully into our into our physical reality. So think of an egg, and the divine masculine would be the shell, and then the divine feminine is the the egg um, the egg whites, right? And then the earth. would be the yoke, right? So the divine feminine is then this emotional body that can then take what's, um, what's, what's so pure and connected. And this can go either way, negative or positive, and then bring it into a feeling sense, right? And then we feel how that works. Okay. My dad says I was 30. Thank you, Papa. So, um, we bring that into our body and, um, and then can feel into this. And when we put this emotionality to our, um, to what we're bringing through in the mental field, then we can bring it more physically into manifestation, into that yoke. Right. And so, um, the moral of the story here is I was 30 and I'm getting this guidance in my, in my dream state saying, you are, um, you are entering the crone stage and right. So human concept of made in mother and crone I actually was probably newly a mother Um, and so I'm getting this these words saying you're you're entering the crone phase and you're going through the third cycle of your life and you know not having explored having explored a lot but not having the wisdom yet at that moment to know what that meant on a higher level it was interesting it felt so connected it felt so right so much so that i got a tattoo of the uh of the um triple goddess on my wrist um and um I resonated with it so deeply, but still had so much to understand about that. And, and so in goddess wisdom, again, um, when we take our first solar journey, um, it's the maiden journey. And this is our first descent into figuring out who we are and clearing basically a lot of the density that we've come into this reality with. And that's this first awakening. This is this first cycle of awakening, um, where we do this first root to crown full, of uh, moving through each level and layer of who we are and deciding what is me. And what is not me? And what that means to me is what is authentic to me here in this time space that's connected to my most divine wisdom. And then what is something that's been um, projected onto me either through my family um, and how I was raised. Was I raised Jewish and I feel more aligned to a, a Catholic or Christian or Buddhist or n- non-denomination, whatever it is, right? Uh, and, and so was I, you know, what are the family matrices that create? My worldview, and then we go up to the next level relationships. And how are you um, playing a role in between, in in and through all of your different relationships? And um, how are you mirroring and how are you being triggered by all these relationships that are surrounding you? And what can you learn from that? And what's you and what's not you? And what are you holding or doing um, for other people? Are you playing, you know, archetypal roles in your relationships? Are you playing mother and child with your partner? You know, are you taking on the mother role and they're taking on the insubordinate child role. Um, are you playing, you know, master and servant in some of your (laughs) roles? Are you playing, um, guru and, and, and student, you know, like everybody's equal here. So what roles are you playing out? And you figure that out in your sacral chakra. And then you go up to solar plexus chakra. And we do this through every level and layer of our existence and how we operate here. And, um, so this is the first solar journey. This is the journey of the maiden, right? So you don't earn this goddess and we're just saying it because uh the divine feminine you don't earn this badge of honor um clearing this this goddess this first level of goddess which is the maiden this solar journey you don't earn this badge until you actually go through who you are who you've established yourself to be look at any of the high school cliques right and see who they've all established themselves to be let's just take this as the model and apply to any adult any you know anybody moving through this this time space and so what have you established yourself to be and then how is that actually in resonance with who you really are and are you just living patterns are you living cycles that are out of connection to your most divine essence so that's the first journey and then the second journey when we go through this journey oh my gosh this is where we start to go into the mental, the so it's basically a physical clearing, an emotional clearing, a mental spiritual clearing. Those are the three, um, the three journeys of the triple goddess, right? And so basically, what I was being told was that I had. I had done the first journey. I cleared my physical reality and, and I had done the second journey and gone through my emotional body and cleared myself on an emotional plane to where, um, I was not no longer triggered by the emotions, but used the emotions to tell me what was manifesting through me at any given point in time. So I could know exactly what I was co-creating into this earth space, right? So if you're triggered by, grief and you're going to hold grief. You're basically holding a space of detachment and not feeling, right? And if you hold that long enough, you can use that as a as a trigger or as a indication that I'm holding grief right now because there's something I need to let go of, right? So grieving is a process of letting go. If we hold the grief and we hold the sadness and we stay in the density of that separation mentality, um, we're basically holding on to a timeline that was only supposed to be a blip in our radar, letting us know that it's time to let go of something. If we don't let go of that, we're going to hold on to that timeline and basically just recreate the cycles of the sadness in different ways until we're ready to let go of it. And so you know, every emotion has has a lesson like this um, that's involved. And so you can go through fear, anxiety, jealousy, uh, um, shame, uh, deceit. I mean, you can go through every single emotion that you could feel. And then there's a lesson and wisdom behind it. So that's the second journey. And when you go through kind of everything that you're holding on to, everything you're being triggered by, and understand the emotions and how they're supposed to work with you to help you manifest things into this reality. Um, And when you do that from an awareness perspective instead of a um, a, a subservient uh, reality, um, basically, if you don't, if you allow yourself to get triggered into emotions, and then you don't actually figure out and, and do the work on yourself as to why you're holding that emotion or what's moving through you. This is, this is what we call the, um, goodness. uh, I'm not going to go into an archetype. So this, this is basically how, how you're creating your reality and people wonder why they're in such a disconnected or dysfunctional reality space, you know, in their environment. And it's because you're not, willing to look at what energy you're holding on this emotional level that you are actually co-creating into your space and so basically that's the second level and and then the third level is basically going into who you've been through all time space (laughs) and it's reconciling who you have established yourself to be this is the crone right who you've so take a take a look at even the label here the Crone so our grandmother right um, the grandmother the elders of the tribe or um, the wisdom keeper right the woman and the man or the divine feminine aspect of ourselves that has uh, that has lived a full life experience right and has the ability to now reflect on everything that that um, this life has been and created and to be able to reconcile. That lifetime, right? So, look at anybody who's transitioning. So, the next stage after Crohn is basically death, right? And so, um, one of the the things that we attribute to the Crone stage is this ability to go through this death. But um, we're not talking about this in a physical way. It's the death of the personality, the low self, the individual that's been created here in this earth plane, and um, and then when you can. Reflect on exactly who you think you are, right? And what you think you were created for. And then basically go into the most vulnerable place of surrender and say, now I'm ready to not just do all this work and serve myself, which up into this point, we've been in a good way. It's been self-serving. These two journeys, the maiden and the mother have been a self-serving journey where, we've had to go inside and understand who we are in connection to everything that's happening outside of us. And we do the work in the physical and then the emotional. And now we get here in this mental construct and we're now having to do this life review. And I did it. I started doing it at 30. That's my crone phase. And that's the point I'm trying to make is it was weird. I was being told I'm moving into crone phase and I'm tr- completing the triple goddess and didn't know at that time what that meant. it was just like, okay, I guess I'm 30 and starting to do this. Um, didn't really resonate. And it took me a good 2017. So, uh, however, for maybe years, um, to do this next level of journeying with myself, um, and basically had to look at who I had been what I had created as an individual personality in this reality and then surrender any need to now serve that individual and move into holding space for what we would call the collective. And so I, I know exactly through the first two, the maiden and the mother processes um, of self-discovery. I figured out who I was authentically in this, in this world, why my, why my divinity chose to incarnate with all of your divinities and what I was here for, and the things that really inspired me and the things that I resonated with at my most authentic level. I discovered all of that, and nobody could push me out of that, right? Your energy could never take that away from me. I established that so strongly that I held resonance with my soul self completely and totally, and nobody could take that away. And so I was a living embodiment of my divine vibration here in this space and then this next phase is okay now you're being asked to let go of that um, that need to hold on to that individuality Um, although you're being seen as unique and holding a specific resonance that will connect in a certain way to the people that are surrounding you but you're being asked to let go of that understanding of the personality or the fact that up into that point, I I was Genesee Roy and that meant a certain amount of things. There was still the vibration inside of me that was completely authentic and that will always be my, my unique signature, but I'm no longer serving the Genesee Roy that was and thought herself to be human. Now what I am expanding into in this third journey, the crone journey is this allowing yourself to have this death cycle of Genesee as a human and step into this expansive space of holding a space for every single person outside of you to also be and find that resonant vibration so it's no longer about your journey and when you make the third journey of crone right and think of any beautiful grandmother right that you've ever been able to be witness to that has had an amazing life and just has and and i see this in my opa etzel who is no longer here on this earth plane, but he had this amazing way of, and and he would stand with his hands behind his back um, when you were talking to him, and he never had to speak. He could just look at you, and you felt like you were heard on every single level of who you were. It felt like you as an individual was being validated. He never had to speak or give you wisdom verbally. It was just his presence of being there, being an open vessel. For you to express yourself in whatever way you wanted to express yourself. He had no expectation of who you should be, at least for his grandkids, (laughs) great grands. Um, He had no expectation of who you were supposed to be. He just allowed you to be, right? And so that is the crone. That is what the crone teaches us. It's this ability to be my unique vibration but also allow you to be at whatever stage you're in expressing yourself because I know that's going to guide you to a place of reconciliation at some point in time in your journey and that everything you're experiencing is exactly the divine alignment and experience that you need to be able to have that beautiful existence and so in this wow that was a long A long explanation to get to this point. So in this... I had a really, um, it was that val- it was complete validation. And so uh, the dream came through and it was, um, I know I was work. I was, uh, it was lucid dreaming. I was working, I could feel it. And I was told I was moving into this phase. I didn't quite know exactly what that meant at that time, but it all started aligning very clearly. And, and now I can look back and see exactly how it was being intended to be spoken to me, although I took it a different way back then. Um, but Basically, this was a very pivotal point for me, and the the collective group that came in told me their name and told me um, who they were and what was happening, and and so I um and I just felt such a resonance with it, and so I was working with a mentor at the time who um i had this name but i had never heard this name before and so i was talking to her about the dream and what had happened and the the name of the collective group of we'll call them um astral beings that came into my dream space and were educating me on this um, phase of my next part of this journey and so i said the name to her and i'm like I said it almost like marble mouth, like la la la, like I, this is what I think I heard, and she goes, "Oh," and she repeats it back in perfect, in perfect uh, voice tone, and knows exactly what I'm speaking of, and says, "This is a very famous, you know, what you experienced in your dream. Lots of people have had experiences with this collective. You should go search out this one spiritual leader who um, who's very famous and well known for." for bringing through information, um, to large audiences about this group collective that came and talked to you in your dream space. And so I was excited and I signed up to be a part of that mailing list. And, um, and this is 2013. And, um, and so I've been a part of the mailing list for a long time and just kind of watched what was happening, um, through this spiritual leader and blah, blah, blah. So long story, not short. Uh, We're up to two weeks ago now, so it's around my birthday, and um, and I decide to for the first time ever go see this spiritual leader at a conference they're having, and um, for my birthday and just a little fun like it was, it was pretty close to where I live, and so I decided to go and have an experience for the first time after um, like what five, four years, um, with this person, and um, and to just see what's going on. I didn't have any. any any expectations. I actually... Uh, was uh, was clear and blank of a slate. I hadn't done any kind of um, any kind of conference or any kind of um, hadn't gone and listened to anybody in a really long time. So I was just like, "Oh, this will be fun. Let's see, you know, let's see what's happening." And there was also some other interesting um, speakers that were at this conference that I felt kind of aligned to in my path and process and what I'm working on in the physical world right now. And so. Um, so with that, I had a ticket to the conference, um, only a few hundred dollars, super reasonable, went out, and it was like a Saturday, you know, Saturday, Sunday, optional Monday kind of event. And so I went, and... Had like as soon as I walked into where the conference was being held, my body and I had to wake up at four a.m. to get to this place on Saturday on time, um, and drove and so and I hadn't eaten breakfast and so as soon as I walked into this place, I um, I started getting very, um, lightheaded. And so me being somebody who does high energy work often, I knew it was what we would call, um, attunement, activations, downloads, whatever you want to call it there. The energy, my energy was shifting. Um, once I walked into this place, just even walking into the, pl- the center, the convention center where it was being held. And, um, <clears throat> and in that, um, I got kind of excited because I'm like, oh, the the group, you know, I knew the group collective that that um, I had worked with and um, and had a personal experience, and so I was pretty intrigued at at just being activated as soon as I stepped into this facility. And um, and so I did have those human questions of, oh, maybe it's because I woke up at 4 a.m. Oh, maybe it's because I haven't gotten any food in my stomach yet. Um, and so I had those uni- human thoughts, the left brain thoughts kind of coming through, as well as knowing the right brain thoughts of, oh, this is an activation. This is something huge coming in. Let's pay attention. So I went and found my seat and I started um, uh, doing my own intention setting, which um, is very much So about claiming my sovereignty and only that which serves my greatest good and the greatest good of the collective that I belong to is allowed to be with me today. Anything here not serving my greatest good or the greatest good of uh, humanity has to leave immediately. And as I was doing all of this um, intention setting um, statements in my head and 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 just getting myself into a harmonic kind of resonance with my own authentic self um, that as soon as I started doing this I started getting even more activations and downloads to where I thought I was going to fall out of my chair um, the room started spinning and I thought right then and there I was going to leave my body and I didn't like that feeling because I was in front of a lot of people in this conference or with a lot of people in this conference and so I um, in, a, in a way I resisted but um, I Let it happen for a good hour, sitting in that chair, getting just more and more, um, I guess, intoxicated by whatever was happening. And, um, until I had to get up, I left the room and went and got some water outside. As soon as I stepped outside of the room, I felt a bit better. And so I'm like, okay, I'll go back in. And I went back in and as soon as I stepped over that threshold, my body started going crazy again. And so I went and sat down in a corner on the floor and, um, just started like stretching my neck and had to just, I was just in a weird, weird space. So this to me triggered that there was, there was thing, there were things at work that were so far beyond, um, my, um, let's see, there were things energetically happening on such a high level to me. And so this signal, just how divine and, um, in alignment I was in being in that space and time. Now, the juxtaposition to this is that everything that was happening from the spiritual leaders um, was the complete opposite. So my energetic an internal experience was one thing and it was so high level and so connected. And then the actual messaging and how the conference was being run. It was all about uh, to me. So excuse me, cause this wasn't everybody's experience because I could probably say that everybody at that, that facility was having an amazing experience with the presenters and with the content and, um, with how it was being run. But for me, it was a complete trigger moment where, um, everything about it, I felt violated with, um, everything felt very, um, sales oriented it felt such a juxtaposition to the energy that i was bringing through my own body and the awareness of um of what spirituality and being connected into an authentic place is and how this conference was run it felt so nickel and dime it felt like it felt like an old boys club that like they were serving their lower personality that's just how i'm going to say it. it it i felt violated by being there because they, um, they kept self promoting each other and then trying to sell different experiences. And again, and it was a very, it was the information I'm sure was beautiful and it didn't seem like anybody else was having this experience. So I was getting triggered in a very severe way. And um, and one of the things that happened to me when I left my 3D job in June, when I decided to quit my career and follow my purpose, um, one of the things I knew that was shifting for me was a change in um, a change in the f- understanding of how money serves the human. And, um, and this, again, this is my path, my purpose. It's, you know, if you're trying to find resonance with this, don't, you know, this is part of my, my, my path right now. It might not be a part of your path, but I knew in leaving my job that there was going to be some next level shift in financial understanding and, and I know I'm not explaining this very well, but leaving a career that I was supported in financially, um, I had no fear that I didn't really know where next paycheck was going to come from. I trusted. I've always been taken care of in this. As long as I've trusted, I've always been taken care of. And as long as I followed my authentic path, I've always been taken care taken care of. So when I left that job, I had no fear in being taken care of financially and having my human self being taken care of. And but I knew there was this piece of the puzzle that was shifting for me that was going to have to create some kind of new paradigm and how how money supported a structure of of what I would consider like spirituality or my divinity, right? I knew that there was going to be some piece of this puzzle that was going to have to come in and that was in June. And so now in August, I'm at this conference and I'm now this timeline is being triggered and I didn't expect it to be. But, um, here I had this awareness in June when I left my job and August, now this is coming in really hard, really fast. And so I had to drive home and it was a few hours drive and I'm driving home just getting almost nothing. Nauseous and sick with the feeling of how violated I felt at how this conference was operating and how um, how money was. It felt like a a very a, a lot of the focus. Um, and I understand that humans have to be taken care of, but I understand that there's also a different way. And I didn't know what that was, right? And I don't. I still don't really have a complete clarity on it. Um, but I just knew that there was some paradigm shift coming in for me and I didn't know how, but I started getting triggered. And, and I guess the part that I would want you to know about for your own process is this is a cycle. This is how it happens. You know, we have these back in June, I had this, what I would call crown chakra awareness kind of download into my field that there was going to be something that triggered for me that money and my relationship to understanding money as it is in human terms is going to shift. And I I just had this awareness. I didn't dive into it because there was no reason to. Um so for you, you know this could happen as, you know, being triggered with something in your career, you know, it's just that download of information saying, Hey, something's not feeling quite aligned and right anymore. I'm not sure why, but okay, I'm feeling into it. I don't need to think too much on this. It's just something, it's this moment of awareness. It's this aha moment. It's this download moment where you get this imparted sense of expansion in a thought process, that you've never really thought before. Um, Relationships. Oh my gosh, is this person, is this person like, you know, really supporting me completely or, you know, a friendship, you know, is this friendship really, um, really supporting me? And this moment of awareness comes in and again, you don't do much with it, but it's just a different thought that you've never had before. And so that's how the first download happens. And then for me, Um, For me, what happened then, because again, I, I understand so clearly my energy bodies and when things are triggering and aligning that I was triggered very, very clearly that there was some density within my field within the lower self, again, being, let's just say, in the crone phase um, and needing to let go of all this lower density that's being carried um, that keeps me locked into a a singular self-serving existence. Um, This is what was triggered at this conference, and I saw very clearly um, how I did not want to operate in this reality. And so, of course, I swung the pendulum as soon as I realized that and that something was being triggered in my own field to be released. As soon as that happened, I I went into this whole process of of analyzing what it is, (laughs) what it is to be spiritual, what it is to have money, I went to every extreme. Right, I was the pendulum swinging back and forth on a very long drive home. Come, I called a few people to bounce, you know, ideas off of and to get to get that external uh, validation of maybe where I was operating from in my own vibrational reality. See if anybody else was in resonance to this or not. And um, and nobody was, by the way. Um, and so, but they all gave me great perspective. Like any outside relationship would it'll show you you know it'll help you at least gain clarity and speak speak a part of what you're processing and so this was the trigger moment this was the part where the download of the financial financial um paradigm shift for me came in and it now was in my mental field and then it moved into my throat chakra as i was expressing it i was feeling into it i was feeling completely violated it went into my heart chakra and i i basically took a look at everything i had created in my own world and um and wanted to basically strip prices off of anything um i offer so much already for free but there are certain things that i've you know i've self-published books and oracle decks and different things that have a have a human cost to it and I just wanted to strip everything's price off I wanted to go to the complete opposite end of the spectrum because I felt so visceral about what had happened and um and so of course this is the pendulum swinging trying to find center point trying to find what my harmonic resonance is within this process and so um, so I, I knew I was smart enough to not understand exactly what was trying to manifest through me. So I allowed myself to be in the energy and the emotion and not attach to it, but allow it to start to shift my perspective into more of an expansive view. And this is, again, back to that energy body and for you, how you can apply this with your own cycles and what's happening when you're shifting density basically what happened was I was in this emotional state where I felt violated by something externally. And I could have felt that been triggered to make immediate actions or reactions um, and just held that space, held that visceral violated feeling towards this external collective, right? And just had that, that perspective shift and then held that that energy and attachment to that um, that environmental situation I was put in, and this is what so many humans do. They have an energetic uh, charge. Something triggers them um, emotionally, and they're not able to to Excuse me, detach themselves from that energy trigger, and then they hold that. Resentment, violation, fear, anxiety, jealousy, rage, grief, whatever, you know, label it, whatever kind of dense emotion you want to put on it. And so when you're triggered and you hold it um, and hold it in relationship to that environmental situation, it becomes this pattern that then just co creates that reality in different ways in every level of your awareness. And so I wasn't willing to do that. I was too smart for that. And so, yet, Again, I was smart enough to also know that I had no clue yet what was trying to manifest through me. I knew I was in a manifestation cycle because, again, I had the wisdom in June. I had then the experience that triggered me in August, and these two things were very harmoniously attached, although when my throat chakra and third eye chakra were trying to do that that interview interviewee relationship where I was thinking things and then speaking them to try and see if I could find any kind of, um, connection between them. When I was going through this, that's, you know, I was in a bit of confusion at that moment until I started to feel into what I was feeling and gain the awareness that this was the trigger moment for me to readjust my, my understanding of financials and this paradigm shift I'm supposed to be creating. And so, The, I guess the words of wisdom here would be as soon as I was triggered by such a heavy emotion, that the beauty of going through the first two levels of this. The um, I would call the triple goddess, right? The maiden, the mother, the sun journey, the lunar journey. By doing those two journeys or those two cycles of healing yourself internally, um, what you gain from that is this very even emotional platform where it's very hard to trigger you into an emotionality. And so when I do get triggered into emotionality, I, I am immediately... Uh, I immediately catch it and I pull back and anytime I feel an emotion I detach myself from it by saying why am I experiencing the feeling of violation right now boom instant pull back it's no longer you what you've created but now it's an external energy that you've taken into your internal uh, your internal channel and so by separating it with those words I am then able to do that kind of top-down perspective analysis on what's going on. And so for me, again, I detached myself from it. I understood something was trying to get my attention and I did not yet have the awareness of how this was shifting for me. So I allowed myself to do the pendulum swings of, you know, do I take prices off of everything and just give everything away for free? Do I do things and let people pay me for how they felt about it? Do I, you know, and so I went through every possible you know financial structure and to me something else that uh happens is is a lot of these things as I play through it with my in my head and in my in my energy body I have to realize what is an old paradigm and what is um what is how do you say a timeline that's already been done so for me that's you know when I run through certain certain um Uh, examples of maybe where I'm swinging, if it feels slow, if it feels sluggish, if it feels like something that's already been done, um, especially birthing something like this new into reality for myself, if it's already been done, I know it's not for me. And this is just me again, my example, but um, for you, it might be a little bit different. Um, But anytime I feel like it's too much work, or it feels hard, or I can't even understand how I would go about, if I strip the prices off of everything, how would I go about doing that? And how would I recoup anything? If it seems too convoluted, slow, dense, if it's too heavy, if it's, you know, if it takes too much work, then I know it's a timeline that's not of a higher vibration. That's kind of the timeline that I'm supposed to be stepping on. When it's easy, it connects, it comes in, it feels right. It's, it's fast. It's, you know, those are the, those are the ideas that always manifest, um, more fully for me. And so (laughs) the interesting thing I had detached from it in such a severe way because I knew I wasn't smart enough to understand this new paradigm coming in. And because it was something new being created, I knew that it hadn't been done before and so I wasn't going to have an immediate answer for it. And so I just allowed myself to be in that energy and I was detached from it, but I was very welcoming to how this energy wanted to play with me. And so play, I use that word because now we're getting into the human self, right? So, um, as I said, you know, when I went through all the pendulum swinging, that was me running through everything through my solar plexus chakra, which is, you know, what aligns to me, what doesn't align to me. And I'm trying to find my resonant vibration with all of these different options that are kind of flowing through, you know, do I strip all the prices? Do I let people pay for what they think it's worth? Do I blah, 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 blah. And so, um, and so again, even running things through my solar plexus chakra I found some resonance in certain things but I and found some n- not resonating things and so it did allow me to open more and get more clarity and then uh, magical sacral chakra came in. And, and so I had been in this funk, right? I, I had, uh, I had been kind of open and not getting any clear answers and then, um, allowed myself to be just still open for it without attachment to how it should look or what I should do or, uh, any need to know what exactly was manifesting through. And then basically, um, had got cut kind of, um, so so stuck in it. I don't even know how I want to say this. So got kind of so expansive in it that sacral chakra, if you hang out here too long, um, things are going to happen to help manifest this. So sacral chakra, as many people know, is attached to your sex organs. It's attached to your sexuality, your passion, your creativity. So when a lot of people get blocked, like when artists or writers get blocked, they will go into a different creative pursuit to try and help to birth into reality what's coming through. And so and also in this we do this in a very sexual way too. So uh triggered into some of those things so that the energy could manifest more fully and and um, as soon as that awareness came in that that's what uh energy I was pulling in and trying to move through and help me create this into reality. Um I had just a few days ago um I had everything as soon as I allowed that energy to move through me, that creative, passionate, um, energy to move through me, um, with non-attachment, um, then sacral chakra is also outside relationships. In my field, two people came back to back immediately. Michelle Meanders from South Africa, who phenomenal woman, and basically was mirroring, teaching, validating through our Ascension series, um, live Monday show, everything that I needed. I needed just more validation and awareness and confirmation of. And so, Being in the process and being open to the process and, and again, one of the hardest things being human or that we experience being human is, is releasing our control and releasing our need to know at every stage how these things are going to manifest through us and create the next level of, of awareness. And so, um, I being able to release and not need to know how I was going to get these answers. Um, she was brought into my life with another person who basically just validated completely a lot of these, um, foundational Um, attributes and how I was being triggered through them and and so really interesting so um, I just want to give her a quick shout out because she has um, starting 9-11 if you look up Aurora Ascension Academy or Michelle M-A-N-D-E-R-S. She is a phenomenal jewel of a human. And she's starting this 12-week 12 um, twelve-week workshop that ends in... She's an earth gritter, a way shower. I mean, she is just shifting so much. And she helps, she helps people shift their lower density. Everything I've been talking about that we go through in the first two cycles, the maid and the mother, um, the cycles of our experience, shifting these um, lower densities that are... Our persona holds on to and needs to hold on to to feel like it's in control, right? And control is the worst thing. Just FYI, control keeps you locked into patterns. Just so you know. Um, so, anyways, so uh, research her. She's got amazing workshops. Twelve weeks starting in, um, it, on nine eleven, and it's helping to heal a lot of the um, trauma and war energy and, um, and density around, um, around that kind of, uh, the negative male, um, masculine, I shouldn't say male, the negative, cause women and men run divine feminine, divine masculine. So healing a lot of that, uh, negative, uh, divine masculine, I shouldn't say divine, the negative masculine energies that are kind of keeping us locked in these paradigms. So, um, check her out. She's amazing. I'm going to be joining her course starting um, 9-11. And it's just phenomenal. I wanted to kind of play you some of, her, some of her recordings, but didn't get to that right now. But I just love that we're ending here because um, she came into my life right as I was understanding this density component that I was letting go of to usher in a new paradigm for um, a financial structure. And it was just so transformational and the fact that she showed up right right at the 11th hour um, for me means that i know i know i know i know if any of this has resonated with you if anybody's dealing with these lower densities that they feel like they're just locked into this this reality go to my facebook um my facebook is jenna c roy you can find um i'll repost it today i'll repost it on karma's um website this this um 12-week workshop Um, and you can always contact me directly if you're not finding it or just look up Michelle Manders, um, Aurora Ascension Academy will get you there as well. And she's got tons of information about the 12 week class. So, um, that's where I'm going to leave you. I've gone over and, uh, I hope you have a phenomenal start to your weekend. I will be getting some sleep. I promise as you should too. Let's all. I'll usher in these new root chakra alignments. I know we're all being triggered into these kind of uh, breakdown structures right now. Everybody's, I I have a lot of beautiful friends who are very sensitive and so many people are being, triggered with their lower density and um and it can be hard if you don't know what's going on so um but it's all being done to rebuild a new foundation a new platform for you to grow and so trust that that's what's happening and if you have more needs more you know if you need more clarity or somebody to just help guide you i swear michelle's going to be the one to do it with ascension academy it's she's just a light and she is so much fun to listen to so she is my hogwarts Hermione. not hermione oh it's at Hermione into it because she was so smart so Hermione Trelawney and uh, Professor Sprout all rolled into one with light and love everybody have a beautiful weekend